0: In the early 21st century, magic reawakened on Earth, and alongside it a new human race with orcs, elves, trolls, dwarves, and others. Humanity became meta-humanity. As technology proliferated and greatly advanced in the awakened world, global megacorporations seized ever more power, becoming de facto states with their own laws, courts, and armed forces. The corporations attempt to control all aspects of modern life. This has led to a vast and complex criminal underground which works for and against corporate interests. The independent career criminals who do what others can't or won't are called Shadowrunners. The year is 2101. Welcome to Fun City.
1: Previously on Fun City, the team has a meeting with Chaz bureaucrat Odina Lulox and her right-hand security spider Thistle, wherein Thistle guesses if they locate the laser rifle fired by missing Lone Star Sheriff Miko Jurdovich, they'll gain endless insight into the night the Chaz was overrun by striking cops. In attempting to locate the gun via a wireless connection to the Police Benevolence Association turned Lone Star HQ host, TK learns that Miko has been redeployed, but additional information will have to come through a wired connection as Lone Star is currently conducting a security audit. The team resigns themselves to physical infiltration just as beloved Mayor Uncle Pat Cardulo's motorcade arrives. In a presser outside the PBA, Pat addresses concerns about vigilantes, the Chaz's guns, and the strike, especially as City Police Commissioner Zucote has departed for a new position in Chicago, leaving a power vacuum in law enforcement. We join the team now inside the PBA, where a long line of detectives and sheriffs prevents easy access to the wired data repository and uncle pat Vern, and lone star head sheriff colton messing begin what will likely be a difficult conversation in the third floor meeting rooms of the pba
2: uh how many people are on this line um roll a d30 no (laughs) (laughs) mike
0: it's all good. It's all good. We got this.
2: 17.
1: 17 people in
2: line. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. hey.
3: hey, Lux. Come in, Lux. Where are you, buddy? Yep. Uh, Lux is just about to dive into this large pile of spaghetti. He's sitting down. He's kind of forgotten about the mission. He's excited about it. Lux, are so you eating spaghetti? I can hear spaghetti I'm um, just about to, TK. What's, what's going on? You guys don't need a distraction. I don't know. Well, we do. Take two forkfuls and then come this way. Come through the doors. Go. Okay. Okay. exactly two forkfuls um,
0: it's important
3: what's going on T- Lu- lux is putting down the the spaghetti plate right by where you serve yourself and uh thinks to himself i'm not going to be able to eat that when i come back because who knows and uh he's while walk- he starts walking yeah. and he goes what's going on tk uh so we got a situation over here uh it looks like yeah. the mayor has dismissed his bodyguards he's having
0: a super secret meeting with Vern, etc there's yeah. also Where's that meeting yeah it's it's it, you'll if you walk forward you'll see it it's, it's somewhere to the left it's it's there's a top floor and there's a bottom. Floor. But there's a big room, big room. Both of these things are in it. Okay. Theoretically, okay. you know, they lots of open space,
1: lots of floors, kind of thing. Yeah, you yeah. as as TK saying this to you on the com. You're walking down this hallway. You get to the blue door. You open it. There is standing TK and Lash. You, if you look, might see Viv walking through the pool of of office desks. And it's kind of like you don't even have to look. Like Vern is so huge. Yeah, you can look up at the third floor and see a a giant blurry shape. You would know immediately. Like, ah, oh, Vern is having a meeting in that. There he is.
3: Okay, I'll go see what I can find Yeah, please do,
1: please do. We'll be dealing with uh, these people down here. TK gestures at a long long line of detectives and sheriffs. Oh my
3: God, I thought that was for the bathroom. All right, uh, yeah, good luck with that. And uh, Lux walks towards the stairs.
2: Blaster whispers over to TK, hey, I got an idea. Yeah? These people look like uh, they follow a calendar invite. You know what I mean? They kind of look like they don't know what they're doing unless the calendar tells them what to do
0: calendar sheep
2: yes exactly so let's take these sheep and let's tell them to get out of line and out of sight
0: yeah tell them to get get to another pasture yeah okay
2: yeah all hands meeting something like that
0: operation sheepdog is a go
2: yes
1: uh, yeah, roll your edit. So TK already has the marks in order to gain access to and edit the calendar. Uh, you know that from your interactions with Farnham. Uh So I think if you just roll editor, uh, you can make a new event for, you know, five minutes ago or something. Yeah. And uh, let me okay. know. Just roll it. I, I don't have the edit skill. I have... You just just use software. Uh, okay, that works. So yeah, if you want to teamwork it, Shannon, roll first for Lash.
2: I got one hit.
1: So... Add one dice to your dice pool. Operation Sheepdogs. Sheepdog is looking like five hits. Five hits. You are wildly successful. Tell me about this event that you are making that you are going to try to send to all of these Lone Star people.
0: So TK is uh, surfing data waves left and right. And he, you know, it looks like he's surfing in his own mind. Big waves. And he's like, Lash. Lash. What's, the what's the
2: move? What do we call it? Lashes. She's really coming up with. I would call it executive poetry. <laughs> all hands meeting, mandatory attendance, downstairs lobby, ASAP. All, and she's like, set the alarm. Make sure an alarm goes off.
0: TK's setting the alarm. <laughs> he's hanging 10. And then he, you know, he crests the wave. He does a little flip and he's
1: back in the real world. You make a new, I love this. Make a new calendar item. Uh, <laughs> and you see it update if you have your ar open uh in the host uh it's now added to the board that you previously saw and when you click turn on alert um you yeah you hear the
0: alarm sound is also a klaxon i just want you to know it's like it's not it's not the normal it's not the normal alert sound which because like you know all the lone star people know that they know to ignore the normal alert
1: sound this is a different one do we trigger them like cia sleeper agents yeah, you make this new event, you set the alarm, you hear that klaxon coming from numerous comlinks. Uh, it is not just the people who are waiting in line. It is also the people who are around in some of the meeting rooms, in the commissary, in the corral that has all of the desks. Viv, you're walking around looking at people saying good, good morning, and they're saying morning, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, some of them get up and start walking out you yeah you've basically triggered like not a flood but a a large portion of the people in this room are standing up being like oh I guess there was a new meeting that I didn't know about time to go maybe this has something to do with the mayor I don't know and uh yeah I rolled for it 14 people leave the line (laughs) wow nice so there are now just three people remaining Uh, They do not know that there is an all-hands ASAP uh, that is uh, currently happening, or do not care. Let's go to Lux. Lux, you walk up the flight of stairs that gets you to the third floor, uh, to where the meeting rooms are. As you have been told, the security is light. Uh, There's not a lot of people around. You do not see any armed guards. Uh, No one pays you any mind. You walk up into this, this ring of glass meeting rooms it's just room after room after room of a glass boardroom glass meeting room some are huge some are small some are just for one person uh doors all over the place the one that you know the mayor and Vern and colton are in is like right up front it's right at the top of the stairs right to the right
3: um so there would be one office next to um that one or there's two next there's one yeah there's one across
1: and there's one right next to
3: Okay, Lux um, is looking at his comm to see the layout of the general building to double-check to see if there is an option to do some eavesdropping above them. Perhaps is there, is there a room or something above them? Uh, but r- right now he's walking to the room to the left of their room as if he has purpose, as if he's going there. Um, but he does want to check the schematics real quick to see what is directly above the room that they are in.
1: The ceiling of this room mm-hmm. is a vaulted, ornate like old sort of like Bullfinchian style Mm -hmm. uh, very, very beautiful uh, like sculpture work and so the third floor of meeting rooms actually doesn't go all the way up to the top of the ceiling there's a good 15, 20 feet before you get to this carved, sculpted kind of yeah like ceiling thing that's up there all these wreaths and yeah ivy leaves and olive branches and all that stuff sure
3: so unless there is literally like a listening hole at the top of the cone uh, of the room it doesn't seem like an option so he makes sure to walk pretty slowly as he's walking past the clouded room to see if he could hear anything does he
1: I think what happens is this, you walk past the mm-hmm. room that they're in and you enter into the room next door and you notice that there is a little bit of an air gap between all of these rooms. Mm-hmm. And while you can hear voices, like, it's like, it's like weird. just murmuring, you right. get Mostly, you get mostly like low pitched murmurs and occasionally a high pitched squeal from the mayor, but it's hard to pick out actual words.
3: Lux is a little bit downtrodden at this because he doesn't have a lot of crazy tech options or spy skills and things like that. Um, He does remember a piece of technology that Riley gave him, and that piece of technology is a coat hanger. Um, And this coat hanger is designed for listening. The only thing he needs now is a crack. Um, any crack that he could put this in. um, Hopefully it's inconspicuous. So he looks at the wall and he, if he needs to, he could look um, by the, around the door, top, bottom, sides, whatever, uh, to see if there's any way that he can um, get this thing in the actual room.
1: In your room, which I think you could reasonably take as a model for their room, there is a gasket that is around three sides of the door, but there is no gasket on the bottom of the door. And that is the only, as far as you can tell, like, opening uh that is permeable to the outside
3: so uh lux uh stops to tie his shoe by the door and um chances a look through the bottom of the door to see if there is a uh maybe a better side to kind of try to to wiggle it through like the left or the right uh do you see anything when he looks under the crack of the door
1: Nah, it's all like kind of gray carpet um and it's pretty even okay All
3: right. Uh, Lux is looking at the interface of this code hanger. He's got the code hanger in hand. Um, He looks in his comm to see the piece of software that Riley gave him to to help interface with this. And he's checking to see the signals on it. And he just chances just sort of just an edge of the code hanger under the door and see if he's getting an audio signal. Does he? You hear the mayor say like,
1: all right, all right. Now let's Okay, Enough about the sports. Uh, Let's get down to business. Uh.
3: Um, yes. Yeah, so um, I think what he's going to do is—is is there anywhere outside of the room that looks like you could you could hang something up on? Is there anywhere that reasonable, like near the door outside, anywhere that you would have a coat, like a legitimate coat hanger on?
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's like a small bench and a set of pegs that are on the outside of this room cube, directly to your left.
3: Sure. So he he just makes it look like a, a coat hanger fell off of this. As, as close as he can with while getting a corner of the coat hanger under the room best he could do. And he checks the audio signal.
1: Uh, yeah, sounds all right. You, yeah, you, all right, great. you hear the mayor go like, actually one more thing. I saw this. Re- you, do you guys follow the Moita ball? You follow Moita ball? Um, great.
3: Uh, Lux is okay. Now to, uh, walk back downstairs and
1: start thinking about some spaghetti. <laughs> Lux is monitoring and recording. Okay, it sounds kind of muffled, but Lux, as you are walking away, you mm-hmm. hear um, th- through the RF coat hanger that Riley gave you uh, Uncle Pat's voice as he wraps up talking about Moita Ball, mm-hmm. and he says he like pounds on the table, and he goes, "Okay, boys, <clears throat> uh, let's take it one at a time. First things first, Colton, mm-hmm. I need you to tell me about this fucking kid who mm-hmm. shot and Colton goes. Well, uh, I'll tell you what I told you people, sir. Uh, he got the full relocation package. Uh, he got a new name. He got a new sin. He got a new everything. Uh, that, that kid is, he is set for life in some free state backwater. Uh, you know, given his past performance, uh, we have no reason to think that he will do anything unexpected. I mean, in a way, that kid got kind of lucky. Uh, he's got nothing to worry about. And uh, <clears throat> listen. You know, you can hear like a sort of crackly deep breath. You can hear the weight of the chair that Vern is in creaking as he shifts his weight side to side. Pacos. And uh, listen. You know that I want to know as little as possible about this. So just please tell me that there is nothing to worry about with the firearm. Well, as a standard procedure, none of us has checked the logs on the firearm, uh, so no one knows anything. Uh, It has been scheduled for FMA. We should be at the facility today, tomorrow. I have been very clear. I have told all our men to keep their hands off of it. I have purposefully not been rushing the process so as to not draw any attention. I have no reason to believe that we have anything to worry about. Our system is very, very good. Cult, I don't want you to fuck me on this. Don't fuck me on this. If I fuck you, I fuck me. So that is uh, not in anybody's interest. Go back to the line.
4: So three people are in the line.
1: There are three people in
4: line. Um, Viv takes a seat at a work table nearby not doesn't want to stand in the line.
1: Yeah, you the closest work table is going to be an empty set of benches that are right on the edge of the the little like work pit.
4: Mhm. She kind of mentally communicates with Fluffy and um kind of makes an arm gesture in the direction of the line, pushing Fluffy's mist toward like the second and third person in line, making them Kind of sweat and like wet, just uncomfortable, like ew. a
1: spectral wetness. Yeah,
4: yeah. Then Viv gets up and kind of tilts her head, looks at the, the two people and says, Are you all right?
5: Yeah, I'm fine.
4: You don't look all right.
5: <laughs> yeah, I do look fine.
4: <laughs> well, you're just sopping wet. Oh, shit. Are you sure you don't have a fever? Oh, shit. Hank. You should go to the infirmary. Hank.
1: The guy that's in front of this guy turns around and goes, uh, yeah.
2: Hank, oh shit, man.
1: Hank looks down and uh, he's got, it's <laughs> like a, a wet oval that reaches from just under his neck down to his crotch.
4: Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. And Viv puts her hands on their foreheads and says, you both are burning up. I don't, I, I feel fine. Are you from health division? Yes, you look contagious. Oh, shit. Please, please go. Please go get checked out. Please go get checked out at the infirmary, please. But I got... I don't want you getting anyone else in this building sick. But I got
1: reports to file, and I need to get into the data repository. Hank!
5: If I don't... You fucking idiot! You know what happens if we're contagious and we don't report to health division.
1: Ah, they have been real shitheads about this lately. We just had that health meeting this week.
4: Exactly. Shit, Hank! Cover your face! Uh, Cover your face, Hank! I'm looking out for both of you.
1: They both walk off to another mirrored hallway uh, that's on the other side of the building, uh, the other side of this big room. As they walk
5: away, you hear, oh God, we look like goddamn banditos. I
1: think we should walk around like this more often. I feel very cool.
4: And uh, Viv kind of like uh, <laughs> walks away from the line and <laughs> calms everybody. <laughs> All right, one more left.
1: Uh, the final person there is a like a tall woman uh, who's got she's got a tablet in her arm and she's poking away at it. Uh, she's wearing like this like long floral print dress and she's got curly red hair. She's yeah waiting. She hasn't noticed anything. TK nods
0: to Lash and sends her message saying, even though they're saying the right beside each other, sends her message saying, tell that device. To tell her to report to IT immediately.
2: Uh, Lash focuses in on that tablet, and she wants to uh, make it look like uh, it's got a big old virus on it. Um, so she's going to puppeteer <laughs> the home screen to say, "We got ya, virus!
1: Big old virus here." <laughs>
2: We got you,
1: comma virus, virus.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We got (laughs) you. Dot 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 virus. (laughs) She's gonna puppeteer that device, uh, which is a software plus resonance versus willpower plus firewall. And I got four hits.
1: Her tablet got four hits. Ty goes to the shadow runner. Let's go. Yeah, tell me what happens. She's sitting there tapping on it, and it basically just looks like uh, she's tapping through like a spreadsheet what what pops up on her screen.
2: Yes, so uh, Lash is threading this complex form so if you were to look in the Matrix, because it's a small tablet, she's throwing little ping-pongs at it. It's little ping-pong balls. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, her tablet basically, which the background of the tablet was a beautiful landscape and it just immediately turns to A big red screen that is flashing, we got ya, virus, we got ya, virus. She wants it to look a little bit like not that put together.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like big red warnings pop up that say, we got ya, we got ya, uh, and she tries to close it, and it doesn't go away, and she looks up, and she you can see her being like, oh, but I'm next in line, but like, oh, this doesn't look good, uh, and she looks around, she doesn't know what to do, and she looks, and she sees that there's no line anymore, and she's like, oh, ah, and then just walks off, uh, and leaves. <laughs> uh-huh. Back upstairs, uh, Lux, where are you, just so that I know?
3: Uh, Lux is just gonna head back down the stairs back towards the uh, back towards the lobby
1: if you keep going as soon as you pass through the double doors, you lose the signal uh it's oh, no. it does not it begins to crackle as you get close to the doors and then when you get on the other side of the doors it goes away uh, so it seems like if you get very far away uh, it it doesn't transmit
3: well I think Lux will will it will still record though uh
1: not if you record because there's nothing to record on the hangar itself. So I would have to leave a device. I would have to leave a device behind to keep it recording. Yeah, or you can you know you can stand roughly nearby.
3: Before he goes through the door, then because I don't want to lose it. I, but as it gets as it gets rougher, he he comes to TK. Hey TK. Yo, What's up? TK, can you book me a meeting room, uh, Walter uh, Potts? A meeting room just on the complete other side away from them, so nobody bothers me. I need to hang out there to monitor. Do you, do you do you want a specific room number? I'm looking at uh, just the most inconspicuous one, away okay. from the one that um, that Vern is. Not too okay. far, you know. I still need to be able to monitor, but um, but looking at yeah. 303, 304.
1: That's great. TK put me TK, in three o four. Yeah, TK books you a meeting, and you have a room. <laughs> so Lux, you get sort of uh, out of range for a little bit. You come back, and you come back in the middle of you know you like missed a minute maybe of conversation, sure, uh, yeah. and you hear you hear Vern talking. I am fulfilling my responsibilities. I am fulfilling
5: my responsibilities. uh,
1: Your responsibilities to what? You you can't, you gotta get listen. I know they're striking, but you are still the organizer. You gotta get these guys How many under times am I have to tell control. you? This? How many times
5: I have to tell you? This is not the union activity. It's not. It's not protected. It's not the union activity. I I have no I have no protection. I have no blame either. Fern, I don't. I, I, I don't work for you. I work for the employees of NYPD Incorporated.
1: You are what I got at the moment. After your boss, the commissioner left, and I'm sorry. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, my friend. But I need you to cooperate on this, like. I know that you don't want the responsibility. I'm happy to take the responsibility. I want the responsibility to be back into negotiations. Open up the negotiations now. There's a long pause. You hear several chairs creaking. <laughs> <sighs> Listen, boys, I'm on a level with you. It is looking more and more like once the Lone Star contract is up, we're given the whole city's enforcement contract to tonight, Aaron. I know. They're impersonal. They look like robots. Whatever. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> you are fucking kidding us right now. No, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I, you know, I wish I... Who do I love? Who do I back? I back the blue. You ask me who... You ask Uncle Pat who he backs? He backs the blue. They quoted us a phenomenal price. And the fact of the matter is, they have been doing a bang-up job, keeping Midtown safe. You cannot argue. There have been zero incidents, Vern. Zero incidents, Colton. Everyone is saying, everyone is, all of the people in my office, I'm hearing it, and the Hoth, I'm hearing it all over the place. Oh, would what have happened at the Chaz, had had it happened if if Knight Errant was in charge of of Carnegie? Would it have happened if Knight Errant was there? I mean, you can't answer that question, but I don't, I don't need people. I don't, I don't need this. I don't need this. And I don't need, you know what else I don't need? I don't need people looking at what happened, thinking, oh, those fucking commies, maybe they got a point. Maybe the police are bad. This puts me in a very awkward position. As public opinion of those jackasses increase in their fancy little castle that they stole, I got to show more and more support so I don't lose these idiots in the boroughs. And then, before long, what am I doing? I'm coming in here, we're having a meeting, and I'm saying, sorry, we got to disband the police. People don't think they're necessary anymore. Public opinion has changed. Do you want to live in that city? I sure as shit don't want to live in that city. My own. do you... Uh, plus, listen. The corpse, they love knight-errant. They love Knight Errant. The consortium, they did the deal. They got it all together. They got nothing but good
5: things to say. I, what do you want me to tell you guys? I want you to tell me that Lone Star is going to be investigated for the assassination of a New York, P- New York PD now, incorporated employee. And Vern, I want you to you tell me the negotiations Vern. are back open. You know Knight Errant. They look like the refrigerator's face. They're just a sheet of metal. The NYPD has been serving the city for 300 years! All gone now? All gone now? Because the cowboys come in and play shoot-em-up?
1: Vern, this is just as bad for us as it is for you, and I I don't appreciate being thrown under the bus. I know we haven't gotten along uh, the best since we've been here, but I think that you and I can present a very convincing case to uh, Mayor Uncle Pat here. Fellas, fellas, I I don't... I want to give you a chance to get better, but you know, you should know that the contract is, oh, hold on. This is actually very good timing. I'm getting a call. I want you guys to, you you can hear this from the person themselves. Back in front of the data repository, the last person in line is left. You're standing in front of a couple sort of poorly placed traffic cones, a sign that says audit in progress and a closed double blue door.
4: Viv is going to hang out and keep watch over the doors.
0: TK hops the cone and does a matrix perception test. He's he's just checking to see if there's
1: any anything going on in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to give it to you. It's a huge room full of technology, and there's also two other comlinks walking around, so it seems like there's two people in there. Fantastic. Uh, TK tries the doorknob. Uh, the door opens. Uh, what does TK see? <laughs> when you walk in, um, you see this, uh, like, Pretty big room, and this place looks like it was uh, just cleaned. Uh, it's like a very neat-looking server room. There is a uh, like a little bit of space, maybe like seven or so feet from the door uh, that's clear in front of you, and then there is a, a terminal, like a like a desk and uh, there is a padded chair in front of the desk there's a man sitting on that chair with his feet up on the desk and he's sort of leaned over and he's using some sort of uh, equipment or device that's embedded in the top of this desk floating in front of him is a is a display of some kind that's showing a bunch of server information and behind that are several racks of servers this is maybe the most modest server room that you've seen in a little while especially after being in the chaz you know there's like a couple couple machines here. There's not a lot. Uh, and there's another guy uh, who is uh, like tending to these server wrecks. And they're both dressed as farmhands. They are both wearing jean overalls with white shirts. Uh, there are a bunch of tools shoved in the bib pockets of the overalls. Uh, and as you poke your head in, um, you can hear them talking to one another. And the guy on the far end is shouting about uh, having just finished
5: Okay, bud, that new ice is in stalled. What are we doing next? My dude, I want to chill. They are paying us by the hour. We
1: are, all, we are already <laughs> mostly done. We built a whole town in there, and it's not even one o'clock.
5: Oh, I know. Okay, well, can we let some of the people waiting inside then? They've been waiting for a long time. I, no, And they probably have like important, uh, you know, like no, Lone no, Star. No. Like no, what are oh.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely no way. I am not getting fired so some hotshot can find out where they're storing some runners used chewing gum. Don't worry. I haven't connected it to the central server in Austin yet. No one's watching. It's just you, me, and then they are pixel partners. You uh you wanna go grab some lunch?
5: Oh yes. Oh, there's spaghetti downstairs! Oh dude, spaghetti! Mayor spaghetti! <laughs> I love mayor spaghetti! Mayor spaghetti! <laughs> mayor spaghetti! <laughs> mayor, spaghetti. <laughs> mayor, spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> mayor spaghetti! Spaghetti for the mayor! Yeah.
1: The guy in the chair starts to get up as they're chanting and uh, is looking over his shoulder. TK, you probably have a moment to close the door before they. TK, TK
0: he closes the door. He he lets his he pops his head back out and lets the door swing gently shut. Oh, is, do you know there's, is there any spaghetti left down there,
1: bro? Yes, mad oh. spaghetti, bro. Yes.
5: <laughs> yes. Dude, I'm gonna eat so much spaghetti. That guy said there's mad spaghetti left down dude, there. Dude, mad spaghetti? That's almost as good as mayor spaghetti. You go now, it's, it's still al dente.
0: I was there like five minutes ago.
1: Al dente spaghetti. Al dente. <laughs> that means to the tooth. <laughs> we'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, you guys are good hanging tight, right? Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, just wait here. Bring me back some spaghetti. Bro. Oh, okay. I'll bring you back some spaghetti. yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, they walk across the pit and uh, they are talking animatedly to one another about the lunch they are about to have. T.K. slips in.
2: As they leave, uh, Lash pokes her head in the door where since K. in there and says, so, can we jack in?
1: I mean, we're gonna fucking find out. You guys walk in and you approach the terminal that you saw one of the guys at and you see, yeah, it's a recessed keyboard that's set into the top of a desk that seems to control this terminal that's floating in front of it. Uh, the screen is just a login screen uh, at the moment and there is right uh, sort of off to the left, very obviously labeled, very big, uh, you know, you've seen it a thousand times, a direct connection jack. You could pull out the um, the universal data connector from your deck and plug it right in. To get a fucking jacks in immediately Uh, I'm assuming you're in full VR yes hot sim no cold cold cold
0: no because he knows he's gonna need to jack out in at a moment's notice
1: yeah so TK you you pull the twin retractable universal data connectors out of your deck you plug one into your data jack in the back of your neck and you plug the other into the desk and yeah uh, your synapses fire as you are transported from this uh, cool server room in the PBA to oh my god A small cell in the center of a western town. Friends, hello. It is me, Mike, whomst you know from this show that you're currently listening to. And I'm going to tell you about a thing, a thing that I often tell you about. And that thing is the proliferation of images in contemporary society. Do you ever feel like existing in the world, you are simply washed over with an infinite number of symbols. You lay in the stream of experience, attempting to grasp individual molecules of understanding only to have them pass through your hands or passively soak into your being, weighing you down in a way that you did not want or ask for. Are there so many signs and symbols and references and reference that at this point, you've lost all hope in deciphering it. And even once you do get lucky and you decipher their meaning, are you adrift in a sea of uncertainty when asked, or really, let's be honest, required, as it often feels, to form an opinion about those things? It is exhausting. It truly is. But good news, you're not alone, friend. You are not alone, well, I mean, you are alone. We're all fundamentally alone. That's the curse of being a human inside of a body, ultimately metaphysically disconnected from all things. But that's neither here nor there. What is here is the Fun City Patreon, a beacon in the dark night of being, a red right light signaling return to shore as you buoy the vast glassy surface of the now. Also, there's a fun chat show where me and the rest of the cast talk about what gross food we eat at 2 a.m. when our partners are out of town and a discord full of smart, fun nerds who make cool things and say funny stuff. Patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. Drop of water in the desert of the real. The wind is blowing lightly. <laughs> See some tumbleweeds rolling by. There's four buildings on either side of this plain, this dusty environment. You are in a a small single room plopped in the center of Main Street. There's a jailer's gate right in front of you. And there's a small label on the lock that keeps it closed. It says, please log in. I mean, I think TK logs in. He's got the access. You have marks for the public host, not for...
0: Oh, uh, not for the fucking air gap. Sh- mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, TK uh, comms Lash. Uh, I need you to do some Matrix magic here. Help, help.
2: And Lash pops, Uh, I mean, kind of just slides her eyes into into VR... <laughs> Uh, she doesn't have a direct connection, but does she see the same thing?
1: You can only see insofar as TK is keeping the streaming service that he had running earlier running. Unless Slash has skin link, there is no way for her to interface with wired only devices. She can interface with TK's deck. So, yeah, you can basically like ride along, but you can't do anything in the virtual environment of the direct connected host. Hmm.
2: Right. Okay. So Lash is going to do that. She's going to kind of do, she's going to do a ride along and uh, kind of be there for TK. That ride along.
0: All right. T, uh, TK comes Viv and says, can you, can you melt anyone who comes in? Or actually, don't melt them, but turn them away. Oh,
4: no, no. Yes. I will watch the doors. Okay,
0: great. Please log in. TK looks at the login, he pointed out to Lash and says, yeah, what are the odds here that, what do you think, guest, guest? Do you think that's going to work? I,
2: I, yeah. Or admin, I admin, mean, admin, might, admin, admin? I think you might as well try an admin, I, admin. Oh,
0: you know, like 40% of the time, it's one of those things that really works.
2: I know. You'd be surprised the places I've got into by rolling admin, it's the admin, network
0: security, I mean, you know,
2: <laughs> by entering in admin, admin. I got into a bank. <laughs>
3: yeah
0: right okay yeah you too huh alright
1: uh, TK types in admin admin uh, I rolled to figure out whether or not you admin admin would work and I rolled a one
5: so <laughs> admin
2: admin works <laughs>
5: Jesus Christ <laughs> Y'all Amazing Well howdy there user uh. Much obliged for leaving that dusty trail behind And joining us here at the hardline <laughs> data repository Of temporary headquarters of Lone Star Security Services Please pardon our stardust as we begin to homestead our claim here You can call me Farnham Now where would you like to go today partner? Hey Farnum. <laughs> Good to
0: see
1: you bud Back upstairs, you hear Uncle Pat uh, crackly say, "Oh yeah, okay. This yeah, this is actually really good timing. I'll let you hear it from the person themselves. Uh, here, hold on." And he, you hear some rustling, then you hear some technology turning on and like some things being arranged on a desk. Uh, And then you hear like this sort of characteristic, like kind of like chiming noise that I don't know that any of you recognize. Uh, And yeah, like the sound of technology doing something. And then he says, Uh, I don't know if any of you have had the pleasure, uh, but if you haven't, uh, Colton Verne, this is Quinn, uh, the COO of EVO. Evo, uh, this is uh, Sheriff Colton Messing, the head of uh, the head of Lone Star here in, in the city, and this is Mr. Vern Solix, uh, the head negotiator for the PBA. And uh, as we were just discussing, in some ways, uh, the interim
5: police commissioner. Hello, and good afternoon. It's nice to meet you two in person finally. As I'm sure you've heard by now, it was my team and I that designed the deal between the Midtown Corps and Aries for the exclusive night-errant security contract. And I'm now in the midst of doing the same with Uncle Pat here and the whole city of New York. This is a landmark public-private partnership, an arrangement that redefines the power, scale, and synergistic efficiencies of sovereign corporate entities and municipal stakeholders. But it's not just about business. Here at Evo. We're people, too. And we believe that our conscience demands a more humane vision. Recently, our board approved the following. EVO will cover the medical care of every night-errant officer and every single person passing through the justice system. From contractors to the incarcerated. From the drunk take to corporate death row. And heck, even folks on parole. You can tell by the way that the voice says, folks, it's spelled F O L X. (laughs) I also want
4: to say that, like, (laughs)
1: this voice, this voice not only sounds like it's coming through like the speaker on a comm, it sounds synthesized a little bit.
5: Gentlemen, I know this might be difficult news for you to hear. And yes, it does mean that your firms no longer have a business case for municipal operations in the greater New York area, but you'll have. Ample time to prepare communications. Our legal technology department have got the law stacks chugging away down there. Chugging away at the fine details of the New Deal. But we should be announcing the New Deal to the public within the week. I wish
1: that you were in the room. I wish you had hacked a camera so that I could (laughs) describe to you the faces that Vern and Colton are making right now you hear some stammering colton is the one that you hear first and he's like uh, um uh mayor pat y- you gotta um quinn it's very nice to meet you um you as well mr mayor can you do that can how does this even work and <sighs> uncle pat i'll let you take this one <clears throat> he's right Uh, We have all of the machines going away trying to figure out how we can do it if we can do it uh, Quinn assures me that while there's no like strong precedent for this deal uh, There's something that we can figure out Uh, he He has been talking to me about this adversarial system that he's built that really makes sure that we uh, we make sure we button it up real nice and um, I mean guys like look at it from my perspective Not only are we going to be able to offer health care to everybody on the force and everybody who goes through the justice system and the legal system in New York, which is huge, they're going to foot the bill. It's going to save us billions. The city not having to pay for that? I'm sorry, but I don't think NYPD or Lone Star can provide that level of service. And and Quinn was telling me, like, part you guys, if you're worried about yourself, Quinn, tell them.
5: Uncle Pat's right. And I can tell by the look on your face you agree. There's not really a precedent for this. But something <laughs> I like to say, the past, it's prologue. And you two <laughs> have nothing to worry about. Both of you are very good at your jobs. And no doubt, knight errant would jump at the chance to hire either of you away from the NYPD or Lone Star, as well as a huge portion of your officers. Think about it. There will certainly be a need to enlarge the force. <laughs> Everyone wins, except, of course, uh, your officers who cannot pass the strenuous night air physical examination. But most of them are likely near to retirement anyway. And surely, NYPD in particular has the funds to start their pensions early. As a sign of goodwill, you're firing the New York Police Department. Vern, we're not, nobody's getting fired. You're letting a corporate digital assistant fire the New York Police Department from the city of New York. A fair
1: categorization of of Mr. Quinn's uh, corporeal form. Fuck you. And fuck you. It is of my opinion that uh, these sorts of conversations are best had uh, when all participants are calm and uh, in possession of, of the full information, all of the facts as they say.
5: Um, it's fucking over, you fucking tumbleweeds <laughs> of the brains! <laughs> Who are you fucking kidding? Listen!
1: Uh, Surely there is a, a maybe there is something that the NYPD and Lone Star can do uh, in collaboration with one another to present a compelling counteroffer to Uncle Pat.
5: You blow up an officer's head! (laughs) On the streets! We have fascist gangs in uniform, charging into sovereign territory! It's over, cowboy. It's done.
1: downstairs in the vr in the direct connection vr host the sun is high if you were in hot vr you would know that it's extremely warm but you're not so you don't feels normal feels very comfortable Uh, in this small town you see eight buildings Uh, they all sport a different version of the rough branded sign that you saw floating in front of the pba host And on one side you see a squat stone building labeled Munitions Stock and Audit. And attached to that building is a smaller white one uh, with a sign that reads Wanted. Next to that building, uh, sort of slightly further away from you, is a smart dark wooden house uh, that is two stories. It has deep green curtains drawn over the large turreted windows. And that branded sign reads Cases. Next up, there is a white clapboard building, very worn in the dust and wind of this environment. There's a sign on it that reads, planning and organization. Uh, And then the last in that row is a gray two-story building with a barber pole up front that reads employee records and files. Uh, There's also across the street, a building uh, that they look like a little out of place. They almost look like banks instead of uh, like houses or shops. There are these gray stone buildings. They sort of look like copies of one another. They're very similar, like the models were repeated. If you don't sort of crane your neck around, you would see that uh, the furthest one is labeled research and development. And the other one is labeled evidence and seizure. Farnum is floating in front of you.
5: Uh, he has asked you if there's anything that you need. There's two other things that you probably notice. One is that there is a three-story tall man walking <laughs> down the street. <laughs> Looks like a normally proportioned human adult male that has been stretched with the transform tool to be 30 feet high. And I
1: think you would recognize from being in the public host, it's the, basically a, it's a very similar model to the cowboys that you saw blinking out in and out, uh, like as sort of NPCs is what we called them, but he looks a little bit more real.
5: And also stretched vertically on his long chest, you see a silver star sparkle in the simulated daylight. He notices another Sprite walking down the street, sort of mechanically turns to it, reaches up, tips his giant hat. Echoes (laughs) across the landscape, bouncing (laughs) off of the mountains that ring this tiny hamlet. And speaking of those mountains, the second thing that you will probably notice is that the mountains seem to be miles and miles away, but in like a trick, of virtual perspective, you see that something is like crawling on the mountains. Mm. Giant spiders, made desert tarantulas, whose entire bodies seem to be made of saguaro cacti. Are crawling on the mountains, as if the spiders is very close, but the mountains are very far away, and like, There's, like, a text box over each spider with, like, a cursor floating in it, and there's, like, a running display of, like, the frame rate uh, and how many threads each of those processes is taking up. Uh, TK, you would recognize this immediately. Both the tall man and the distant, gargantuan desert tarantulas made of cacti are ice. Ice. Guy's pretty tall. And of course, for the listener, ICE are automated security programs. ICE is short for Intrusion
1: Countermeasure. Pretty tall guy there, pretty tall star there. T.K.
0: makes an absolute fucking beeline for the munitions building.
1: You cross uh, the dusty pathway of Main Street, uh, of this tiny town, and you go to the munitions and stock audit. When you get in there, uh, this is a small building. It's a single room, and it is a room that is just full of racks and racks and racks of rifles, of old, like, old-school Western bolt-action rifles, and they're all filed into wooden cases. Yeah, yeah. So, so TK uh, is in the building. He makes a uh, a big uh, like a
0: circle with his like hand, his right hand, and a little stick at the end, like a magnifying
1: glass, and says Miko Jurdovich, and is trying to search. Yeah, you type in Miko Djurdovic into your magnifying glass, and the magnifying glass puffs away in some digital dust, and you see a single rifle uh, light up in the rack off to the back in the right hand side. It's like every other rifle that's in all of these racks, the hundreds and hundreds of them get a little bit dimmer and one of them gets a little bit brighter. Okay, sprints over there. He, he, he doesn't sprint. He teleports over there. You are there directly in front of it. Uh, and <laughs> when you put your hand out and you tap it to select it, a small panel expands from the stock uh, and it has all the relevant info. It says issue Miko Jurdovic badge number, W three C five nine zero H seven. TK
0: doesn't even wanna like he doesn't wanna have that information he just downloads it as fast as he can because he knows he knows he's racing against time here. There's a little button that just says download file. And, you and then it. TK immediately sends that file to the entire team and to his backup server.
1: Everybody has it. Okay. Uh the next thing TK does is uh teleport to the wanted building. Hey, you go to the Wanted building. The Wanted building is directly attached to the Munition Stock and Audit building. It's two jail cells uh, with the center barred wall between them cut out. The walls are all plastered with Wanted posters, all of these, like, nondescript cowboy sprites. And in the center, there's an old rotating printing press with a huge reel of paper stuck on the back of it.
0: TK also wants to run Paint Job, know that he's
5: here. Okay, sure. What does it do and what does it look like when you run it?
0: Uh paint job
1: removes all marks removes marks on t k on t k yeah exactly seven hits oh you oh God really yeah. okay Jesus Christ <laughs> uh, that's a critical success you delete some <laughs> of someone else's marks somewhere else too <laughs>
4: <laughs> nice
1: i'm gonna say in addition to erasing any marks that might have been placed on your gear, which I do not know if there were any Taylor is rolling some of that stuff you sort of accidentally maybe take advantage of a glitch in the system that the two guys who were in here working haven't taken care of yet. Um, And you now have full marks for the entire environment. So there are other places that you do not yet know, like you need additional credentials to get into. Now you're going to be able to get into them uh, because you had your critical success.
5: Simultaneously, you hear the mission church bell in the center of town, begin to toll
0: yeah uh tk is going to he knows he's been found there's no point in checking overwatch tk is going to try and download as much data as he can from the wanted building just anything he can get his hands on as fast as he can get his hands on and he's gonna he's gonna try basically his his goal is to download as much information as he possibly can set a data bomb and get the fuck out
1: Wow. All right. Uh, yeah. You you start a like download file, and you realize that the way the system is put together is that it's not meant to do like bulk downloads. If you want to write a script, I would let you do like a um, software role really quick to see if you can write something that will just iterate through the files uh, in this interface. And basically like in the vernacular of what you're standing in front of print out wanted posters for you (laughs) over and over and over again. And until you can (laughs) yeah. So that you can just have them. Okay. All right, here we go. But basically it's only meant to do it one at a time.
0: Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. TK also wants to automatically send those Every download he gets, as soon as he gets it, he wants to send it to people like and his server because he does. He he knows exactly like if he has it on his device, that could be erased. But if it's gone, it's gone.
2: Meanwhile, Lash is watching all of this like it's a Western movie play out. Right. She can't access anything. So she pulls out a stick of soy jerky that's in her pocket and she's chewing on it. And like mom, like come on, TK. Uh,
1: someone starts to open the double doors uh, to the room, and Viv, if you're standing there, uh, there's a sort of a like a sh- shorter, older, balding man wearing a white shirt. He's got a bunch of pens, uh, like too many pens, stuck in the mm-hmm. shirt pocket. Po- sort of pokes his head in, and he goes, well, "I saw there was no line. Uh, is the is it available? Is the audit done?"
4: And Viv's, uh, you know, gets in front of him and says. Oh, sorry, no. The audit is still in progress.
1: Who? Uh, where's Otto and Bud?
4: They went to lunch, and I'm just uh, making sure that things are still progressing. Oh. They told me not to let anyone in. Look, I waited in line, too.
1: Okay. I'll come back, and I'll check later.
4: Yeah, they'll be done soon. And
1: he slowly closes the door.
5: <laughs> TK, when you exit the wanted building... You're back out on that dusty Western town street, but it is not as you left it. The bell has finished ringing, and now you see giant, massive tarantula legs the size of those crazy, waving, dancing uh, men out in front of the car sales fan men, crazy dancing fan men come over the facade of the bank across the street and the giant tarantula made out of cacti crests the building and enters the street and you see it happening down south and north as well and now that you're this close to the, to the ice tarantulas you can see that each one sports a human sized mustache over two <laughs> giant two <laughs> giant fangs and Dads. right below those fangs hang two normal sized human arms each one wielding a six gun
0: Ooh. Ooh. Wait, their they're they're arms akimbo
1: from their
5: mouths? They, yes.
1: <laughs> yes. TK, what was the result of your scripting roll? Your, your three hits. Three hits? Three hits, I'm going to give it to you. Like, this is, you. I could write this bash script in like two minutes. So three hits, you're going to get it. You are just, you have a process that's just yeah. going, that's downloading um, wanted posters. I will roll some dice off camera, as it were, once we're done to figure out how much you were able to get. Taylor,
5: I think the system might recognize that as suspicious. The giant cacti tarantulas begin patrolling up and down the street. Here comes the three-story tall thin man. Miko
4: Jernovan, record access, flagged, flagged. Miko Jernovan, record access,
2: file, flagged.
5: That hissing sound spiders make close up. You hear it. Over there. Over there. And then center, Mike. <laughs> as all the giant tarantulas turn their heads towards you. Goom, goom, gong, 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 go. Their giant legs knock up dust as they begin scuttling towards you. The one closest to you turns towards you and doesn't move. It simply fires its enormous guns. Yes, I said the arms were human size. But the guns are giant. And the bullets are the size of whiskey barrels. <laughs> <laughs> It's Black Eyes, TK, and it's got your number.
1: Somewhere, two men are eating spaghetti. Well, (laughs) one of them is eating spaghetti. The other one is technically eating spaghetti, but he's only eating spaghetti because he's shoved it inside of a sub sandwich. Anyways, (laughs) two guys are eating spaghetti and both of their comms are ringing. Security alert, security alert, security alert. And one of them looks at the other and goes, did you? What? What? What did I say about setting up the security alerts? Like, now we got to go turn this off because <laughs> if we don't, it's going to be logged. What are you doing?
5: Uh, yeah. And we check the logs. So relax, Spaghetti Man. <laughs> <laughs> is Otto the one that's eating the
1: spaghetti sandwich or is Bud? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But let's let's go back and get it quick because I don't want to hear any bullshit from any of these people.
5: Wait, look, they're bringing out more meatballs. Go <gasps> back to the western town. A bullet the size of a barrel. An attack from a black IC program is fired directly at you, The opposed role for you is intuition plus firewall.
4: Viv leans over to Lash, who was watching. Viv can't see anything. Uh,
2: is he okay in there? Shh, shh, Viv, it's just getting good. And she takes <laughs> another huge bite of her soy jerky
5: five hits doesn't beat a six does it (laughs) oh
1: my
2: gosh
5: (laughs) my boy's gonna take some matrix damage boy finally
1: finally three
2: years
5: The giant barrel-sized bullet pings you, slams you to the front facade of the wanted building. It link locks you. You cannot jack out now and it shocks you. The the electricity, not on theme, but that's what it feels like, baby. (laughs) Uh, The energy courses through you, dealing seven matrix damage and seven biofeedback.
1: So, Bijan, you are going to roll Willpower plus Firewall to resist the Matrix damage and a normal Soak roll to resist the Biofeedback damage.
0: Yeah, TK rolled uh, three hits for the Matrix damage and seven for
1: the uh, Biofeedback Soak. So your deck takes four damage on its damage track. (sighs) Uh, anybody who's in the room, Viv and Lash, looking at TK, jacked into the Matrix, you can see his cyber deck sort of like sizzles and smokes a little bit. Uh, but you absorb all the biofeedback damage. You feel like someone has punched you in the solar plexus, but you are fine. Uh, your your track does not does not move.
5: Uh, yeah, TK, where is where is your jack? Is it in your temple, the middle of your forehead, the back of your head? Back of his head. Nice Matrix style. Right, in the,
0: right in the spine, dude. Oh yeah, stands.
1: Lux, back outside uh, listening into the conversation, you hear the end of this very heated conversation where someone named Quinn, who you I think understand is the COO of EVO, has this landmark deal that they're putting together to partner with the city and Knight Errant and Ares to basically redo the entire city's security contract you hear this conversation finish. You hear a bunch of shuffling. People are shouting. People are mad. Uncle Pat's trying to keep the peace. And you hear for a second, it just gets really loud and distorted as someone picks up the hanger, rubs it against the rug that it was on. And like, you know, is like, uh, you know, you hear Uncle Pat be like, hey, you guys, what kind of a place are you running around here? You're just letting people leave their shit all around. And uh, you, your ears ring a little bit as you hear a loud knock as he very forcefully puts it back on the coat hanger that's outside the room. And you see them uh, from where you are start to leave the office that they were in. Yes.
3: Uh, Lux is tracking this through the corner of his eye. Right now, he's been just working on a PowerPoint presentation that he's got in his com, hooked up to the little projector, and as if he's readying himself for a meeting, you know, his uh, shoulder is kind of to them, and he's kind of looking over his shoulder um, and uh, waits for them to leave. When they do, and he feels that it's been enough time, he checks both ways, goes, picks up his hanger and uh, makes his way towards the lobby.
1: Great. You start walking down the stairs back in the Western town of the direct connected host. Yeah. Tiki's going to try and jack out again. Uh, So in order to jack out, when you are link locked, you have to.
2: Lash has her mouth full of jerky. She's had too many of these, but she got distracted and she's explaining to Vib. So it's these giant spider monkeys. I mean not so there's so there's these giant (laughs) desert tarantulas and they're they're attacking TK.
4: Is there anything we can do to help? Oh no,
2: nothing.
4: (laughs) (laughs) TK (laughs) is like
2: he's like uh, he is a lone cowboy. (laughs) He's gotta get himself out of this. I can't, I got nothing.
4: Well those two hooligans that went to get spaghetti might be coming back soon.
2: Oh, good call. Uh, we should take care of that.
4: <laughs> uh, Vivcom's Lux, Lux, where are you?
3: I'm on my way back down to the lobby. How's it going? Did you guys get the data?
4: Uh, we ran into a bit of a delay. I would say.
3: Okay. Uh,
4: if you see two, uh, Lash, what did they look like again? They they look like farmers. Oh, Lux. If you see two farmers come down the hallway, please try to distract them as long as possible. Okay,
3: okay, we will do. And uh, Lux uh, is probably approaching this hallway at the moment, um, and instead of continuing through the hallway into the lobby, he just hangs by the hallway.
1: Okay, you don't see anybody come through, but yeah, back in the western town. So Taylor, this is um, TK's hardware plus willpower versus the system's logic plus attack. Five hits. One hit. One hit.
5: (laughs) A firing squad (laughs) of 50-foot-high tarantulas made of cacti
4: (laughs) has assembled
5: in front of the wanted building. There's almost a feel of a countdown. You're pinned. You're not going anywhere. And then a volley of fire as all these massive go-kart-sized bullets fly at you in exponentially slower motion as the western village fades. Well, goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for coming and visiting there. <laughs> That's a hard line data repository. Please, come again. Don't let the door hit you. you really the good lord.
1: spit you. You hammer on the logout button over and over and over again. And finally, you just catch it maybe at the right time. Maybe you got stuck. Maybe it was a combination of, like, bug, bad software, good timing, like, whatever. Finally, it works. And your vision goes black. And you now return into the server room that you were in. Uh, Lash is behind you. The smell of jerky is very strong in this room. Uh, Also, the sound of someone chewing with their mouth open. (laughs) <laughs> Lux, <gasps> Lux in the work pit, uh, you are standing by and you see two guys in overalls uh, come through the blue double doors that, you know, take you back to the lobby. And uh, the shorter of the two of them is like, listen, I, I just I don't think we sh- can leave it. We got to go. We, we got to go check it out. Uh, we, I know. you. I know. I know.
3: Hey there. Hey there. Hey there, you two. Um, sorry, uh, Walter Walter Potts here from the Digitonian, uh, new publication, um, focus around technology. Oh no, um, we're and just law enforcement.
1: we're we're just like the tech guys. You don't. No,
3: need... I know. I, I just I talked to people around here around the corral. I guess you guys you guys call it. Um, and they said you guys would be great uh, people to speak to. Um, we actually uh, at the Digitonian are very excited about uh, technology and law enforcement um, and everything. I, I I didn't know if you guys had a couple of minutes just to for a few words on uh,
1: technology and security. In in, uh, in uh, police in modern police uh, forces, Bud looks at Otto and he's like, "We actually happen to be experts, uh, podcasters." In- <laughs> <laughs> no way! Yeah. we want to get a podcast
3: off the the ground. Actually, it would be really neat to talk to you, even off record, about how to, best to, to pursue that and what the space is like. Because I've I've heard that the tech space can be tr- a, trick, a tricky nut to, to crack. <laughs> but we, we, we've done You've it in- never
5: met a trickier space.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm. What we're finding back,
5: back in the server
1: room.
4: Um, Viv slips out first.
1: Uh, you see Lux talking to two guys in uh, bright blue overalls on the other side of this room. There is uh, no one who is waiting in line. Uh, everybody is still waylaid somewhere. Uh, oh, you don't see anything that seems dangerous.
4: She walks towards the infirmary area and just like kind of thumbs upping people.
2: <laughs> Flash is immediately over TK as he comes through. Dude, dude, slaps him on the back. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, you probably feel pretty bad. I saw you take some
4: Bioshock there. <laughs> Viv calms them. Get out of there.
2: Get out of oh. there. Yeah. TK, we got to go. We uh-huh. got to go. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. You're hurting. You uh, gotta I'm go.
0: fine. No, no, that was... Uh, exhilarating uh,
2: I recorded oh, it all fuck. <laughs> great so we gotta watch <laughs> this back tonight on the big screen <laughs> on the big screen
1: uh, do you guys, you guys leave the way that you came yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, you guys go back across the corral. Uh, and as you're leaving, you overhear Lux talking to these two men about podcast. And if you want to get a good like microphone, um, uh, you uh, know. Oh, that, would, that would help so much.
3: <laughs> Mine then, is doing this clipping thing where if, if I say a full line, it's like a full sentence, it's fine. But like just like the beginning of the words and the end of the things is clipping. Yeah, so
1: it's a pretty common problem. Uh, what happens is that your loop back, your internal loop back of your interface, is catching yeah. itself so it's trying to it's trying to reduce echo but it thinks itself is an echo uh otto and i dealt with this
5: a lot
3: okay all right well great i, I um god i have so many questions um do you, would you guys um want to set up an interview sometime i'm sure you're busy right yeah, now i was it, just gonna
5: say we should yeah. just guest on each other's show oh that let's would just be do complete. like a cross promotional thing oh, it's a thing. great cross promotional oh, opportunity yeah great.
3: Okay, that would be great. I, I've I've heard that that can like uh, quadruple your audience overnight. Both podcasts. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. Um. Here's here's um.
5: Uh, You've my, got a uh, lot to learn, but also that's what's great about podcasting. The learning is half the fun. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, I got your
3: comm information, from, uh, but um, I'm gonna I'll, I'll, I'll be calming you soon. All right. Thank you so okay. much. It's really great. Well, why meeting why you. are
5: you running away? I'm
3: not. It, luck is not moving. <laughs> You, you fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> um,
3: Lux, by, you by the way, I wanted. To, I was just about to go get some spaghetti. Is that? Is it good? You know, spaghetti is one of those things where it's like, even if it's bad, it's good. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, I'm gonna go grab some guys. You guys have a good one.
1: Their their mouths are covered in tomato sauce like their yeah. children. Yeah. Yes,
5: right.
3: they've got red mustaches <laughs> on their face. Right. And Xbox uh, well,
1: walks away. Well, yeah, Lux, you see your teammates walk by um, and you stay for a few more minutes, or a few more seconds talking to these guys. And then you leave through the hallway that you entered <laughs> in um, as you all leave and reconvene. I imagine in the front hallway, uh, you hear uh, from the distance um, a like the conversation is continuing between Uncle Pat, Vern and Uh, Sheriff Colton, uh, Sheriff Messing. It's basically the same thing. It's Messing being like, well, I I look forward to seeing the paperwork and figuring out if there's anything that we can do. And Uncle Pat being like, listen, like, once we have it in, we're going to all take a look at it. Uh, It's... uh, I look forward to what you guys have to say in response, but I I just want to stress... Knight Errant and Evo are presenting really an all-timer of a deal here. And... Like Quinn said, you are going to be taken care of. All of you men are going to be taken care of.
5: Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. You, you know, if
1: you've sort of stuck your head around the corner of the door, you could see it or you could hear it. Uh, you know, it's a pretty animated conversation. They're pretty loud. Very different. They're not talking in specifics. So, like, you know, no one really knows what they're going on about. But they know that this is, you know, definitely related to all of the, the stuff that's been going on. You hear a door close. You hear some, some electric engines rev up.
3: Yeah. Uh, Lux uh, kind of whispers to uh, TK, yeah, we don't need to stick around for the presser afterwards. I got everything. Wait till you hear this shit. And uh, he just walks out of the building. TK follows. He also says,
0: can wait till you hear this shit.
2: <laughs> Flash also follows, but not before turning back around towards Uncle Mayor and whispering, it was so great to meet you, even though he's not <laughs> Yeah, you're saying that to a car that's driving away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so great to meet
1: you. Uh, yeah, so you guys leave the PBA. Lux is following TK. I know
3: TK knows how to operate Henley best. Yeah, TK, TK is, he's walking very quickly
0: because he has places to be, but also he wants to put a lot of distance between him and the PBA because he did some shit in there that shouldn't have been done and the system thought shouldn't have been done so he uh when he gets close to the uh the par- when he gets to the park near the PBA he uh opens up his comm does the thing you know like with the uh remote key tells Henley
1: to, to, to re-emerge from the water Henley is waiting for you uh, at the pier when you get there Lux gets in um and Henley
4: it follows,
3: and he looks at TK as as
1: TK's getting in and Lash
3: is getting in, and he goes, "TK, what'd you get?" I don't know. I just I I I said
0: download everything, give me everything. But I did get Miko's information
1: from the gun. Well, Lux pulls
3: it up in his cum.
1: Okay, i want gonna tell you. i gonna tell you what you what you got. You all can. Yeah, yeah. He, he, mm-hmm. project
3: it. Yeah, we're yeah. all
0: looking. Yeah, at you're all it. are all looking yeah. at
1: it. Okay, here's what you got, one by one. Mm-hmm. Issue, badge number W3C59OH7N. Name, Miko Jurdovich. Model. Ironically, it's an Ares macro technology gun. Uh, I, they, they make guns. Like, that's probably not very surprising. The serial number of the gun. And then a bunch of information about the log. Here's what you see. It's kind of laid out almost like a, in a spreadsheet. Uh, like, it's not very advanced. Uh, you've just downloaded basically a text file. It says, right. log type, local. Log upload schedule, manual, last log update, and the date is three days ago. And then what looks like a link, uh, like something you can interface with, and it says view uploaded logs, question mark. Below that, current location, and then what you would immediately recognize as GPS coordinates. (laughs) Ping because you have downloaded like stable data like you don't you know this isn't changing uh, but you know it mm. says ping and then it says 12 right status operational update locked remote locked operator locked fma scheduled decommission date and then a date and that date is tomorrow notes faulty firearm approved fma Sheriff, C, period, messing.
3: Uh, well, Lux takes a look at the um, the log change, uh, log changes.
1: You click on the view uploaded logs and you get uh, like your screen changes, a little floating AR window that's in front of you. And it's additional, like what look like links, things you can interface with. And they're numbered. Uh, there's a um, serial number of the gun. There's the name of the issue. So Miko is his badge number. And then there's a date. And there's a log for every six minutes up until roughly right before the siege of the Chaz. Hmm. Uh, do you want to click through and look at any of them? Yeah. Basically there were
3: no logs afterwards though, because because we presume that he shut off the gun and there wasn't any logs though. So yes, um taking a look at all those logs up to that moment would be important.
1: You tap on the top one. Yes. Thistle, the last, the last log. Yep. The most recent log would have been, would have been from that afternoon. Sure. Thistle was right. These guns record everything, not only GPS location, but accelerometer data, tilt, yaw position, elevation. There is information about there's like 15 different measurements for how The trigger is pulled. Uh, There is login information for users. Uh, There is detailed information about all of the specifications, the power ratings, uh, the width of the beam that it fires, uh, the cardinal directions that it's pointing. Like, basically anything that you would want to know about this gun is recorded in the logs. But it was set, it seems, to manual upload, and a manual upload hasn't been triggered immediately or not long before the siege of the Chaz took place.
3: But basically quick question. That means that there has been a lot of great data that has ha- that has been transferred into these files, except for the time leading up to the events. There has been no manual upload that's been uploaded. So if we want data that concerns the events of that trigger pull, we have to go to this rifle before it is or destroyed. Or, yeah. Yeah. Yes, FMA'd,
4: yeah. Um, Viv pulls up the coordinates.
1: You type in the GPS coordinates uh, that were last updated for this gun. Your map interface and your AR zooms out uh, up from where you are in lower Manhattan and it zooms east and it keeps going east and it zooms in and zooms in and zooms in and you see the end of Highland Island as it cruises by, it zooms in further and further, to a single building, the top of a single building, long rectangle. This place looks familiar. <gasps> the gun is on Highland Island. It's at the end of Highland Island in a warehouse. You tilt down a little bit, the way that you can on like Google Maps, so that you can see the facade of the building, not just this bright gray, silver-coated top. You see the facade and it's, you swear to God, you recognize something about this environment. It looks like it's clean. Everything else around it's very dirty, but this building is clean and new. And this building has a picture on it, on the facade of it. And it's a picture of a jet black minotaur. There's a sign above a large door and there's flaming letters next to his broad horns. And they read... Hector's Turn and Burn. And there's little text underneath it that's smaller. You zoom in, you can read it. And it says, Weapons and munitions disposal and destruction for the discerning private and public security forces. You've fucking been here before. Not only have you been here before, you fought a bug god here.
3: Mm.
4: Ah. As uh, Viv is zooming in, she says... Holy seashells. And she takes a screenshot and sends it to everybody. (sighs) We've got to go back, I guess. No,
3: (laughs) no, 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 no.
1: leaving fun city thanks for listening if you want to support the show get access to bonus one-off episodes Mork borg side games our bi-weekly post episode chat show fun chatty and our discord head on over to patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures and of course thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat
0: Hi, I'm Bijan Steven, and you can find me online at Bijan Stephen, B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, on Twitter and Twitch. On Instagram, I'm Bijan Cakes, B-I-J-A-N Cakes.
4: I'm Jen De La Vega. I play Vivian Lakewood, and you can find me online at Randwiches.
3: Hey, this is Nick Gersio, I play Lux Scythe, and you can find me online at ngercio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O, on Instagram, and at Nicholas Gersio on Twitter.
2: I'm Shannon O'Dell, I play Lash Goodbog, and you can find me on social media at Shodell, at S-H-O-D-E-L-L.
5: I am Taylor Moore and I play all the bad guys, I think. Is that how it works? It's not clear. You can follow me online at Taylor.biz. And my name is
1: Mike Rignetta. I am your GM. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at MikeRugnetta. You can find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fun City Ventures. This episode of Fun City was recorded at various locations around Brooklyn, New York. It was edited by Sam Grant and produced and sound designed by me, Mike Rignetta. Pixel Riffs, also. Has human-sized arms. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall, with tracks by Will Savino. Our art is by Tess Stone. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kelly McHugh, and Kit Polium. And the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton.